1: you want to get generally excited about the opportunity rather than dictated by the fear. And so for, for, and I'm sure you're very much the same with all the people you speak to, there's the people who are going to navigate this are the ones that are going to be bold, but bold in a very specific, strategic and well-executed way. Because if you can do that, this could be really the opportunity of a lifetime. And for me personally, how do we get as many people making as many jobs, as much economic impact as we possibly can, because we're the safety net of this economy. So we need to grow, we need to prosper. And I want everyone to get as wealthy as they can, because that means they're creating more jobs and they're doing all those good things
0: the bootstrap podcast show is a production of kangaroo fern media lab a grassroots entrepreneur led movement to bring together celebrate and give a voice to australia's entrepreneurship community on the podcast we speak with the movers and shakers of australia's entrepreneurship community to give a glimpse into the future of business
2: bootstrap podcast on
0: ospod syndicate
2: tim criterius is an entrepreneur with a proven track record of building companies He has built successful companies for over 20 years in industry such as health manufacturing marketing and digital advertising thanks for tuning into our podcast we love having
1: you here and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips skills and know-how to make you the best that you can be we know that you have it in you and we're going to show you how now now let's get started
2: So please welcome Tim under the Bootstrap Podcast under OsPod Syndicate. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Mika. Thanks very much for having me.
2: Thank you so much for your time. And I know we've been busy in Melbourne. We've been busy start opening up um, the economy in Australia. So first thing I want to ask you: Can you tell us about yourself so that the audience and the listener know know you?
1: Sure. Um, I guess I maybe where it starts to get interesting. I I, I started my first company during my uni degree. Um, that was when I was just uh, almost nineteen years old. So I was um I was at uni and I decided, you know what, this uni thing's great, but it's not really going to be for me. I'm, I want to build companies. So I um, started a company while I was doing my degree. That was a huge error. Because uh, running a business, as most of your listeners probably know, is not a part-time thing. So I, I spent my, um, my, my next decade building, selling companies and, and helping others and sort of got to my 30s with a little bit of experience and, um, and started sort of at that time met my now wife and we, we built a digital agency until she got to a point where she sacked me. And after she sacked me, she said, go and do what you love, help people build their companies, you do it well um you've got a track record so we we started a specialist sme performance consultancy and and that's where it sort of got to here today which was how do we help smes with all the things that i think we're missing from traditional business coaches and consultants so i've got a i've got a little bee in my bonnet about what do smes really need and if we had to build the perfect Performance consultancy and support around them. What would it look like? And that's sort of the the company we we've been building since uh, November two thousand and fifteen, which is which it feels like just yesterday, but it's ne- nearly six years. And on, on top of that, we then established Backable, which became the podcast. But we've got about a thousand SMEs in a private group which we help because I feel as part of the obligation of being someone who's had a little bit of success in business. You've got to help others and you have to do it in a good way, not just with sort of advice that that doesn't um, particularly help people of a certain size. So we, we've we been doing that as a bit of a, a philanthropic uh, arm of our company, which has been a hell of a lot of fun.
2: So we know that there, there's a pandemic right now. So what do you think is the new responsibility of uh, small and medium enterprise during this time of uh, pandemic covid 19.
1: Yeah. Miko, it's a really it's a really good question. And I, I think I've taken a position that it is our responsibility to rebuild the economy and ours and ours alone. And I don't know if a lot of people understand, but SMEs are a huge fragmented group around the world, um, particularly in Australia, but especially in developed countries, it's got a very similar sort of trend. And we account from between sixty-five and seventy percent of employment. And that's in a ridiculous amount. I think at the last time I said it was about 55% of global GDP. And so with things like this pandemic, we're the advantage for a lot of our smaller businesses and people who are running sort of sub, I call small business sort of sub 50 million. But you know, there's there's a lot of people that be sitting on both ends of, of that number. Our job is to produce economic impact. And we've got the agility, we've got the ability to be entrepreneurial. And I really think that the advantage that a lot of SMEs have in this environment is the fact that they can change so quickly. And I realize people are probably sick of pivoting, changing, doing all that because it's exhausting as a small business, but it's no better time to seek out opportunity. And for me, particularly in in my clients in the consultancy, there's been some really great opportunities that have come up, but it's taken some real bravery to be open to them. And I think that sort of um, part of the next couple of years, if, if you own a business and you're in that sort of sub 50 million turnover, you wanna get generally excited about the opportunity rather than dictated by the fear. And so for, for, and I'm sure you're very much the same with all the people you speak to, There's the people who are going to navigate this are the ones that are gonna be bold, but bold in a very specific, strategic and well-executed way, because if you can do that, this could be really the opportunity of a lifetime. And for me personally, how do we get as many people making as many jobs, as much economic impact as we possibly can? Because we're the safety net of this economy. So we need to grow, we need to prosper. And I want everyone to get as wealthy as they can because that means they're creating more jobs and doing all those good things.
2: A lot of people now are thinking on uh, getting into entrepreneurship, wanted to create their own job, their own online business because of the pandemic. So what is your advice to them? So are they
0: thinking of starting up into this entrepreneur journey? This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com.
1: Yeah, I, it's, again, a good question. And for me, for anyone starting up and, you know, when I have family members that come and see me before they want to start a new enterprise or do something, my first thing is don't dabble. don't, Don't get into business by just having a go and see how it goes. Go in there with a, a real strategic focus to win. Go in there and say, I want to run a business and I'm going to be a business owner. I don't mind if it's a hobby business or something part-time to start with. That's okay. But take the game seriously. And seriously, is it's a lot of fun, but it's very competitive. And you, know, you see a lot of entrepreneurs always saying, oh, it's so hard. They don't understand. No, no. Every business in the world's hard. Everything in, the, in life is hard if you, if you let it. But we're in a competitive game. And you need to respect that, I think. You really need to go in it with, I'm going to give it my all and I'm going to become a professional in what sometimes SMEs are unprofessional industries because they're small, they're micro-cap. If you can be someone who's strategic, who's focused, who can execute well, you're going to do really well. And I, I think that's exciting. For me, That's that still gets me up in the morning going, this is great because there's opportunities for everyone.
2: So you need to have, like,
1: a passion. Yeah, for your I you have to you love have to business. Passionate. Yeah, I really think not only your product or service, but you have to love becoming a business person. And you've got to love everything that goes with it, the learning, the changes, the mistakes, losing some money sometimes, making money sometimes. Just uh, for me, the people who do really well, and particularly clients that have extraordinary results, they, they generally love the learning. They love to keep trying. They understand that part of the road is going to be you're going to have to take some steps back at times because we're all learning. But if you don't love that, business is going to be really hard. It's going to feel stressful. It's going to feel like you're not getting anywhere. But if you actually analyze the game, get good people around you, only listen to advice from people who have got proven track records, I think that's a big one. You'll start to really enjoy what it is. And that is, adding value to everyone adding value to people solving problems which is exciting that's that's business
2: <laughs> so what are the best
1: resources that help you along the way yeah i i think it depends the size you are at, as a business so if you if it's your first business i'd be really selective of who I'm listening to and applying. I would listen to everything, but I'd really gut check everything. Go. These are the sort of things I want to start. It makes sense. That person's done what I want to do before, whatever it is. I think as you start to get bigger, you're actually going to probably find that you may not be the right person to run your business at times. So part of the transition when you start getting some good revenue is, is there someone better who can do the job that I'm doing? Because we actually need you to be back in your superpower, which is the entrepreneur. Or if you're an excellent manager, how do we bring in an entrepreneurial person into your business? But actually taking a step back from wherever you are in your business journey, whether it's brand new or you've been it for 20 years and ask, what am I really good at and what do I love doing? And do more of that and see if we can bring in people who can round the gaps in your company. Because I've found where at times where my companies have had really dramatic growth, it's when we've got obviously the right people in the right positions or sometimes just fresh blood in those positions, people that can bring something new, someone who can bring new ideas. And I particularly found um, for me once when I learned this lesson was when I used to work 24-7 all the weekends and I went away and we, we went to Greece sailing for um, uh, taking my parents and it was a big thing. It was their 60th birthday. So we all went. And I just assumed the boat that we hired was going to have Wi-Fi. We got onto the boat, zero Wi-Fi. I'm like, oh, my God, I have left. I I was going to manage from abroad. For two weeks, I couldn't contact my business. We're in the middle of the Aegean. And what I found when I came back to my business, we grew by 13%. I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right here. And what I worked out is even though I know what I want to do in the business, I was getting in the way of others to be able to contribute. And you always want to look as the entrepreneurs who can contribute and where am I in their way to give them that opportunity because if you can bring talent through your business, allow others to contribute, you're going to find the journey a lot easier and you're going to be able to scale a lot quicker.
2: So do you, what is your opinion about hiring people smarter than you so that your business can grow?
1: Yeah. I, I, listen, I think I think that's a very, um, it's a common rhetoric around is find people that are smarter than you and hire them. I couldn't agree more. And I think at times, because a lot of people at different stages might not be able to afford the person they really want because that might be more than their whole revenue of their business. I remember when I was small, I was like, this is who I want, but it'd take us two years to pay for them. Or my accountant used to charge me what for a full year what he now charges an hour. So things scale up as you get bigger. But the, the thing that you want to always find is, Who can do a particular job better than me at a time? So when you're smaller, it might just be outsourcing tasks or jobs. As you get bigger, it might be bringing specialist talent in. And the great thing about bringing specialist talent or people that are better than you in a certain area or job is inevitably when people come and go in a business, you can hire for the specific job. Where entrepreneurs find it hard to scale is they're doing too many hybrid roles. So we lose a key person And they have to replace five half half roles. So that's the key, I think, when you're going through this journey is understand where you're at and what's the thing that will give you the most relief in that moment in time and put that in place and keep putting that in place until you work out, I don't actually have a role. Now I can do whatever I want. And that might be still in the business, but it allows the business to be the business and you to be the business owner as opposed to business owners that get trapped in operations. And they're there for 10 15 years and wonder why it's so hard because it's the same year over and over again
2: so who are the three person you who has been uh, been the most influential to you on on this entrepreneurship journey
1: I um, in terms of the I, I, I... I love to read about other entrepreneurs and watch what they do and the moves they make. So I think all of the main guys and girls that you would see that have had global success for me is...
0: Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like you. Thank
1: you for your support. Now back to the show. Very inspiring because I think it takes a certain type of person to really achieve that. I think you have to be pretty special in the way you approach life and are willing to back yourself at that level so all the guys that are you know guys and girls that are just running huge companies at the moment that are changing the world for me they're all inspirational people the where i get real inspiration and and i find myself more motivated i actually love micro cap and small business i love the family business that want to do a great job in their community want to be the best of whatever they are in their local area because i think It comes from a place of contribution of, as I said, building the fabric of what community is about, helping others. And when I look around communities and I look at how they're supported, it's all the small businesses donating to this, supporting that, making sure things are happening. So for me, the inspiration comes in SMEs that are real SMEs. They're there to be part of the community and be part of the contribution. So for me... Where I just love it. Whilst everyone loves to make a lot of money and you know do all those fun things, seeing the the mum and dad businesses, seeing the family generational businesses, to me is there can there be anything more inspiring than than that? You know, to me, I, I love that. So, because
2: of the pandemic, a lot of business are are closed. Some small business or medium are closed. So, what is your advice to other people because some business is it's not able to adapt what
1: what's happening so what do you do (laughs) well I I, I agree I want to answer that because I think there are some people who've done already pretty well in the pandemic there are some industries that you know we, we own a digital company as part of our portfolio of companies and we just the phone starts ringing everyone had to switch and you know it's that's nothing more than dumb luck (laughs) where other businesses like some of my hospitality clients that they're literally not allowed to open and then there's nothing they can do and they've made the adaptions to online delivery and all those sort of things but it takes some time to get that you know to to build that business up as well as every other competitor that you've got doing the same thing so it's not easier said than done. But I think if you're someone there who's really having a hard time during the pandemic or how the pandemic might be over the next few years, I think, first of all, you need to calibrate emotionally how you're going to deal with it. Because if you can't find a way to rectify the mindset of how you are as the leader, your business doesn't hold much chance of survival because there's there's got to be a strength there. And it's not easy, but it's sometimes just taking some time. And I realize that might sound counterintuitive, which is, what do you mean? I've got to do things. No, no, you have to breathe. You have to look at the whole board and you got to put your pieces where you may get the most amount of success. Now, if I couldn't operate my business, but I was a business person, I'd be looking at where is my next opportunity while I wait and see, because there's no magical box that's going to suddenly fix that if you literally can't operate or there's something your supply has been cut out from overseas or whatever it is you know airlines for instance (laughs) it doesn't matter how much they want to fly the the government won't let them land the, the plane they're not flying so as an entrepreneur how do you fall in love with your next step and as soon as I think you accept that you may need to change you're already on the path of the next thing no one likes it no one loves change but If you ask every great entrepreneur and all the people i've known who've made really significant contributions in business they'll always have a moment where they had to make a decision and the decision was difficult at the time but it in reflection was the thing that they needed that completely changed their life and i think if that gives a little inspiration to people is this may be your moment this is what it's all been about is your moment now to use all the skills all your energy all your positivity, all your resources, all your resourcefulness and now work out what could I do now and am I willing to try? Because if you're doing that, you're already in the top echelon and you will find a way through. We are
0: Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at gorillapodcastsyndicate.com. Thank you for that. So, let's go back on you
2: also have a podcast, the yep. back-able. backable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Give us an overview of your podcast and advice share during the typical um, typical episode.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, the podcast came from a, a an experience I had early in my career which was a conversation I had with a mentor and, and friend at the time. And I remember having this conversation, and it completely changed my way of thinking around business. At the time, I was struggling. I was doing all the hard work. I was—I believed there was no one who was working harder than me, twenty-four-seven, always work. Everything was secondary. And I had this conversation, and it recalibrated the way I looked at my company and the way I did things. And I realized I—I I wasn't seeing the matrix. I—I I, I wasn't. It was a lack of experience, but I was just thinking about it all wrong and after that conversation my life my finances my wealth it changed trajectory quite dramatically and so we wanted to share some of those conversations that I had that you know I think back of what if I'd missed that conversation where would I be right now and so the podcast is about accessing people who have had experience that we can take that one idea that one moment that one thing that they do different and put it through your personal filter What if I did that? Would it change the way I'd look at business? How I could perform? The way that my relationship to business and my life and my lifestyle being a business owner. So we just talk and a lot of it is also my wife and I talking about our experience of growing companies together and being business partners and things like that because it also gives insights from how we both saw situations and we got through challenges and with the feedback that we received is that's quite interesting because it's the first time we've probably discussed it and it's interesting to actually hear really how each of us saw it so that's what we're trying to do and we're lucky enough to start getting some really great international guests and people sharing that experience and it's a hell of a lot of fun as i say we started out as let's let's do it because it's enjoyable and it's to be honest with you it's one of my most enjoyable times of the week
2: so what is your at least two or three impact since you begin doing your podcast in your business
1: from from the from the podcast?
2: Yeah, so what are your what are the two or three things of the biggest impact it has yeah. on your business because of the podcast?
1: Yeah, well, yeah I, I, maybe I'll give you a couple of things that have been really significant. I think one of the things is we've not necessarily been public in a lot of our businesses. So we we are sort of the quiet entrepreneurs. We build our businesses, we sell our businesses, we... You know, we we're not trying to be on social media. I'm not trying to do live streams from my car and all the sort of things that be, have sort of become the entrepreneur bible of, hey, look at me, I'm successful. We we just build companies, we we sell them, and you know we make some money. <laughs> so, but doing this podcast has given us a little bit of public notoriety and, and our listens and our um, it, our companies have become more public. And what has happened and what I've found is it's actually opened a lot of doors for us because. Even when we approach people and they search us, there's this social proof that we're around. They get to hear us. They get to sort of make a decision around whether they would want to speak to us prior to that. And it's been a really great way of fast-tracking some of the relationships that we like to build with other people. So that's been a very big benefit. I think the second one is, we get to speak to people that we wouldn't have necessarily spoken to and we get to have a forum in which it's adding value so when we get someone on to interview or even you know miko you and i speaking today we're we're developing a level of friendship or a familiarity that will start who knows what type of relationship but that probably wouldn't have happened in any other circumstance because we can do something like this it's enjoyable but actually we get to know each other in a really nice way so what used to be coffees with people and stuff like that—it's almost become, hey, why don't we sit down and talk about a topic in business? And I find that it's an extremely good way to get to know someone and, and hear what they're about as well, which is which is really great. So for me, the, and the third and last one is that constant. We're, we're living in a day and age of media where we're all little media companies. So actually producing high quality content, sharing our thoughts on the world, being able to contribute in different ways, it's going to become more and more necessary. And I think at worst, it's great for your business. At best, you get to meet other people. You get to meet really interesting people. You get to hear about other journeys. So for me, to be honest with you, just the fact that a lot of these conversations each week are facilitated and we get to do it, it gives me a lot of inspiration to also keep focused and excited about my businesses. So for me, they're the three things that really stand out from the impact, particularly over the last 12 months.
2: All right. So then my next question is, it's also in line with your podcast as well and in your business. So what has been your most unexpected um, surprise during your podcasting journey so far?
1: I I think, I think particularly running a sort of small media company, which is when we've produced, I think over the last year and a half, 105 podcasts, which is quite a lot. (laughs) That's on average in two a week. And I think it's been surprising to really integrate that into our business in terms of how do you actually manage that? The byproduct of that is obviously some great things that come and some great conversations and people interested in what you're doing, because as you obviously start building your network, you become more valuable to other people. So I think particularly, um, and what people might expect is as you become sort of more prevalent, there are, there are other opportunities. So we've really enjoyed that side of it. But particularly for me, the unexpected byproduct internally is when you decide to run a small media company, which we are our media department, just the way in which we behave internally has actually changed a lot. The way in which we analyze situations, the way in which we talk about things, because we're always looking for that might be something interesting we could bring to the podcast, which actually internally makes us really analyze some of the things we're doing differently. This podcast is brought to you
0: by OSPAD Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast. So, what is the most critical um,
2: skill for a business owner or entrepreneurs to to master in order to be successful in the in podcasting? Just like you.
1: Yeah. I, well. Let me Maybe I'll give you a slight philosophy on how we see everything because I think there are the great entrepreneurs that we see, but I think for 99% of the whole world, it's around your process and the process in which you live your life. How do you attain the things you want? How do you get the experiences? Where is your discipline? What are the things that you're doing that create success in a consistent way, whether that's health, mental health, fitness, your business, your personal finances, your friendships, whatever it is. And so for us, our whole focus in our actual business is how do we create top performers? How do the best performers in the world operate? And how do we replicate their systems and processes? And we've just placed the same thing in our podcast. The first ones were okay, nothing special, but we were doing them. And we were forcing ourselves to go through the learning process. We had to be embarrassed at times. We had to make mistakes. We had to do all those things where most people won't even start. So we're already ahead of the game. Then we start refining things. We do the first 10 and we say, what's working? What's not? Is it really interesting? Is it boring? We ask people that we trust. What do you think? But we're in this constant path of improvement. Then you get to a point, how do we slightly improve the sound? How do we slightly improve the the content, how do we do some better planning prior to the, to this? How do we then build a studio, which you might be able to see now, that we we keep adding one thing at a time. But I think the key to it is we're never satisfied and we're always just challenging to see what happens next. And so we do that with our businesses, which is, well, why was this a good quarter? What if we did this next quarter? What are the five things we're going to do in the podcast? What were our best episodes? Did we enjoy doing those episodes? Is that the, where we want to go? Because for us, it's not just about getting listens and all that. It's about if we speak about this, will it help an SME somewhere who doesn't have anyone to turn to? And so for us, to me, I don't think this will ever be a money-making venture, to be honest with you. If it is, so be it. But most likely it will be reinvested back into the podcast to expand it, to be honest with you. So it's not our core business, but we treat it like a very precious thing. We want to be better every day. And I think... That process changes everything because if you approach it like that, you're not scared anymore. You're not scared to make a mistake. You're not scared to not do the right things. You're not scared to experiment. And that will free you up to be able to just go for it. And that's the most important thing. Most people just won't even try. So if you're out there listening, just give it a go. You you can't lose.
2: So... Do you have any final advice or anything
1: else you want to share with our audience? Yeah. I think um, one of the things we talk about is as a business owner or a podcast or whatever you're doing right now is give yourself a break, fall in love with yourself, be a weirdo and be okay with it. Don't follow everyone else because 90% of businesses are going out of business. So for me, a lot of the time is... Be great at being you and then attack the world with what you want to do. But when you decide to do something, run at it with a vigor that you want to see what mastery in this area looks like. Be genuinely excited about finding the hardships in that path because that's where our learning comes from. That's where the innovations develop. That's where the opportunities. Anytime that I've had a significant shift in my life, it's on the back of things that, at the time needed to break. And so in my companies, I say the same thing, as soon as this feels like everything's under control, we need to break it again, because we've become complacent. And I think if you approach entrepreneurism, business and your life with an enthusiasm that my job's just to break, fix and try, and that's the game we're in, you take all the stress out (laughs) out of what it is to run a business, And you actually just accept the game for what it is it's the game find others like you that are also positive about the game and work with them build your army understand what you want in life and just go for it with a vigor that nothing else matters go for it enjoy it see what happens run down that path because i think if you play like that you're generally happy
2: Thank you so much for that. So how can they contact you in case our audience and listeners want to have a chat with you, connect with you? How they can connect you, yeah.
1: connect with you? Thanks, Mika. Yeah, um, please, you know, you can search any of us online through any of our social channels. We've got philotomoglobal.com, which is our performance consultancy and backable.ai um, as as our podcast and, and where we put a lot of the information and blogs from a lot of the people we interview and speak to so but as i said we're a very social company and and social people so feel free to hit us up on any of the socials and we can certainly direct you and if there's any um smes that want to join our private backable group um just send an invite on facebook and and you'll get the sort of invitation to to join if you're someone who's interested in growing your company and want to contribute to a community but i have really appreciated being on Miko. thank you for um facilitating this and and also taking the time to support the community as well.
2: Thank you so much, Tim. And uh, to our listener audience, so just follow Tim on any social media platform and you will, especially the the podcast as well, please support them as well. And thank you again for another episode of the Bootstrap Podcast under Allspot Syndicate. And of course, thank you to my sponsor. The first one is Kangaroo Firm Media Lab. It's a podcast management service. And of course, myios.com for the web hosting as well. Thank you so much and see you next week for another episode of Bootstrap Podcast. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with OsPod Syndicate on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcast you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at GorillaPodcastSyndicate.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www. www.kangaroofern.com www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n.com